for 12 years in a row. Ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. And we're privileged and happy to have you. And over three decades of Rosie on the House. Nine o'clock hours are on the house hour. We spend this hour talking about something on your home, castle, or cabin. And we always bring in a trade expert. Not always, but when it works out, you know, schedules don't always line up. And, you know, giving up a Saturday morning is, you know, just part of our lifestyle, not, but not everyone else's. And we've got a great guest in studio talking home organizing, and we will get to that. But there's something else happening today that we've got to cover first. In 1980, Arizona legislator created career technical education districts. There's 14 of them throughout the state, southern Arizona. It's the Pima JTED. Yuma has the Southwest Technical Education District of Yuma. Around the Phoenix metro area on the west side, you may see Westmec buildings popping up everywhere. And in the East Valley, there's EVIT, East Valley Institute of Technology. And if you were ever out at one of our fastest trial masonry makes a village competition live remotes at EVIT, you remember the campus there. Well, there's something else going on there today. And to talk about it, we've got Dr. Chad Wilson, superintendent of EVIT. Joining us on the line to talk about the EVIT Expo going on today. Good morning, Dr. Chad Wilson. Good morning. Thank you all very much for having us on. We're excited to be able to share with you what we're doing here today. Tell me about it. So uh, we have our EVIT Expo. And as you said, we're a career and technical education school district that has over 42 different programs that are matched and are designed to meet the industry need. And so what we do once a year is we bring all of our programs into one our one campus. We have four different campuses across the East Valley, but we centralize all of our programs and we invite current students, prospective students, parents, community members from all across the valley just to come experience a bit of what we do day in and day out. And so you can come on our campus and you can go into our cosmetology building and you can get yourself, you know, a quick haircut. You can go to the massage therapy and get yourself a tiny little massage. But we're also really excited because our industrial trade section is open up. And so we have HVAC, plumbing, construction, welding, auto. And you can come in and do some hands-on experience and get a little sense of what we do, and then have a better understanding when we talk about why uh, trades matter, why trades are the backbone of what keeps America moving, why why we do what we do. And what you can earn in the trades in today's market. Absolutely. I tell students all the time, you know, I was talking to a, um, an individual that was in our, our HEAC program, and he went through our program and then went and got an apprenticeship. And two years out of our program, he's making oh, probably $65,000 a year, 20 years old, no college debt, and he's only going to go up from that amount. And what we found was so fascinating is we all understand how difficult the pandemic has been. But of our 42 different programs, 37 were identified as essential services. And so, you know, when things are, are difficult in the country, there's still ACA, you know, HVAC needs, there's still plumbing needs, there's still welding needs, there's still EMT, there's still nursing needs. And we have all of those programs. And so you can come out of of our system with an industry certification, a job in hand that makes really good money, not, no debt, and have a career advancement opportunity at a young age that oftentimes individuals that, that go the traditional college path don't get until they're in their you know, latter 20s, early 30s. Now, EVIT is a public school providing career training for high school students and adults in the East Valley, and they've got this expo going on today. You can go get a preview if you're thinking about a career path or you're not sure where to go um, out of high school instead of just, 
you know, spending money to go to college to try and figure out what you're doing. Go get a trade job, get trained, save up like this 20-year-old example. If you decide later to go into college, well, you've got money to do it without uh, going into debt. You know, we say that all the time, use the trades to pay for college instead of going through college in extreme amount of debt. Where is this expo happening today? I can hear it's 9 to 1, and I can hear uh, you've got a little commotion starting as we speak. Yeah, so it's 9 to 1, and we're here in, at 1601 West Main Street in uh, Mesa. And I think you make a really great point. I was talking to a, a student that graduated from our cosmetology program probably four years ago, and she now is at ASU, and she's a licensed cosmetologist, but she knew that she didn't want to have a massive amount of college debt. So she now is, is, a, is a, um, a cosmetologist working her way through college and has very little debt. And the point that you made about adult education is so true. You know, oftentimes at EBIT, people think we're just high school. But we also have adult education, and so we have individuals on our campus that are, are either underemployed and want to get retrained to upskill, or individuals are, are trying to, to you know, have a different uh, career path. That The career that they're in is one that they're not satisfied with, so they come to us as an adult, and they have the opportunity to get retrained and upskilled and pursue a new career. And so we offer high school and adult programming, allow students uh, who are, are underemployed to become uh, better employed, or as you said, to get a certification in an industry that's real money as you choose to go back to college and have a much cheaper process and debt as you go through that four-year opportunity at college. And you have over 40 career training programs, and you, you read a statistic a minute ago, or, or went off a of memory, about how many of those were essential businesses that never got shut down in the last two years? Absolutely. So 37 of our, of our programs were identified as essential services. And so we have EMT, we have a, a licensed nurse practitioners, we have welding, we have construction, we have so all of those industries uh, that needed to keep functioning in order to keep our country moving, we have training for. And so what we wind up telling individuals is that we have the ability to get them up trained. And even in the downturn economy, you know, industry will still need mechanics. Uh, our diesel mechanic program, our students, as soon as they finish, they, they get picked up for a job even before they're done with school because we know the trucking industry still needed to you know, move product throughout the United States and they need individuals that can work on their engines. And so there's so many different examples of what we do here in terms of a career trade that is far more protective proof from downturns than a lot of other careers. 1601 West Main Street, the main campus where the expo is going on today, 9 to 1, free to the public. It, it, they've got family fun and games, so if you've got kids, you can bring them. They've got live music, trolley rides, food and drinks, VA benefits. And if somebody can't get out today to preview it, uh, Dr. Wilson, how would somebody learn more about EVIT? So they can do one of two. I mean, there's a number of different ways. Our, our website, www.eva.com has a lot of information that can point you in the right direction. But honestly, you can email me. It's pretty simple, cwilson at ebit.com, and I'll hook you up with a tour. I'll hook you up with a counselor. I'll hook you up with an adult education facilitator to help kind of get you on a pathway towards your purpose. We say this all the time, that every scholar needs a paycheck, and every pathway has to, has to have a purpose. And so I'd be happy to either get you connected to our website or just take my email, cwilson at ebit.com, and I'll get you hooked up. I like that. Path, your your per, path to purpose. I may have to steal that one. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Wilson. It's going on today in Mesa, the EVIT Expo, 601 West Main Street. So there you go. If you're looking for a career path or your path to purpose, there's a great one. I saw an interesting study just this past week done by a trusted local economist that talks about 
the largest demographic of population we have in Arizona is what age? 65. You would think so. The densest population we have is 25 to 36. Wowza. That's the biggest percentage of people in Arizona, uh, basically millennials. Mm. And I'm going to steal a line that I read in the Wall Street Journal, that if you dropped a millennial into a ripe corn crop, handcuffed to a lactating cow, <laughs> that millennial would die. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Rosie, you're trying to be every Arizona homeowner's best friend. They would die of starvation. And I was talking to a bunch of technicians in the Multifamily Housing Association yesterday. And I said, look, guys, that plays to our benefit. You tradespeople are in incredible demand now. And generally speaking, the younger generation aren't stepping into the trades. So as much in demand as you are now, the population that don't have trade experience is expanding exponentially, you're going to be even in shorter demand in the future. That pretty well guarantees the economics 101. All of you are going to be in higher demand and harder to find for decades mm -hmm. to come. It's an excellent opportunity. And Romy, you had uh, another event uh, as far as big media was promoting. Well, it was just an article about how to build your future. Um, Arizona connects young adults to career constructions. And there was a couple other uh, paths in there. The city of Phoenix is putting together Build Your Future Arizona, put on by the Greater Phoenix Foundation, um, Arizona.byf.org, ArizonaBuildYourFuture.org. And then I'd mentioned the 14 different uh, career technical education districts, wherever you are in the great state of Arizona, there's basically uh, a program in your area. You look at the map and coverage, the areas that there's not one is an area that nobody lives. Uh, you just go to A-C-T-E, Arizona Career Technical Education, A-C-T-E-A-Z.org, and then find the local one in your county, uh, and, and even in some cases, there's multiple ones in counties. Some of our counties are pretty big and are ones that have more population. They've got more than one district. And then you can find your local uh, program through there. There's, again, 14 throughout the city. I think there's – I'll throw those up on Facebook so we can – Okay. Trying to, trying to do our part to encourage the younger generation to consider the trades as a great career path. Here in January, January is known as the National – or the day, the month of organization. It's called GO month, Get Organized Month. And what more appropriate time to do it when you're making New Year's resolutions and you're packing away all your holiday decorations. And um, it's just the perfect time to address getting organized for the rest of the year, possibly for the rest of your life. So we have Bridges Connors in here, Get Organized with Bridges, uh, going to be talking with us here in this hour all about tips, tactics, strategies for getting organized and what that can do for your productivity in and about your house, home, castle, or cabin right here at Rosie on the House.
And thank you for listening to Rosie on the House, where we're here to inform, educate, and entertain you about everything having to do with your house, home, castle, or cabin. We're kind of concentrating this whole month on being a good neighbor. Um, I'm surprised the feedback we've gotten all month long about our articles about how to be a good neighbor. It's, it's encouraging that you are all jumping on board and doing what you can. Today, we're going to be talking about getting organized and maybe about how to uh, encounter uh, a challenging neighbor. Yeah, we, is that, is yeah, that fair? That is fair. We had okay. another word on there. I, I had him change it because yeah. it was like a bad word. And I said, wait, you know, everybody's got their good side, right? Yeah. And anybody can challenge your sweet disposition. So what do you do when somebody challenges you that way? Well, we'll we're going we're gonna to get into that by talking about the various variety. We've actually named the different types of neighbors. Ms. Bridges Connors here also to talk and help us along on the topic of getting organized in January, the Go Month, Get Organized Month. Bridges, again, thanks for joining us Saturday morning. My pleasure. Yeah. If you get our home maintenance calendar, that should ring a bell. She's yes. got right on there at the bottom right-hand corner. Declutter, get organized. It's National Go Month. Get organized with Bridges. Thanks Absolutely. for spending Saturday with us. My pleasure. My pleasure. Good to be here. I'm, I'm wondering, when you're recruited... To help people get organized, does the role of neighbors very often play a role in what you're trying to get done, or are you pretty isolated helping that one address, that one homeowner? Well, that's that's a good question. You know, Jennifer and I were talking yesterday. When I drive up for a consultation, the front yard says a whole lot <laughs> to me. So, you know, if it's manicured in good shape, and, you know, the windows are clean and there's not any pink flamingos in the front yard. I'm like, okay. But I've, I've you know, driven up to houses that are just in shambles. And, you know, and it might be in a nice neighborhood. And it, they're the sore thumb. And when I walk in the house, it's it's the house is very reflective of what I picked up and noticed okay. in the front yard. Excellent. Yeah. So it's kind of a pre-prep for you as to what you may be dealing with once you get inside. Absolutely. <laughs> well, let's Abs- talk. Let's talk about some of these neighbor types. Do any of you have? And if you'd like to talk to Bridges, you're welcome to give us a call at one triple eight seven six seven forty three forty eight. If you'd like, if you've got a particular question yourself on what you might be able to do to help yourself get organized, Bridges is here to consult with you on air here this morning. And you can text us at 411-923. And you know if you have something you want Bridges to see and you need to send a picture, you can send it to info at rosieonthehouse.com. Sometimes those pictures help us. to Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And can I just say, as you're reading through this list, you know, we should probably all be thinking, do I fit into any of these categories? Not only do I have a neighbor like this, but could someone say this about me? Right? You personally? Yeah. All of us. Okay. (laughs) Just getting everybody. Well, I don't know. I've always, I've always thought it was easier to remove the speck from somebody else's eye than, 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 Amen, than, than the board from my own. <laughs> how about, how about the rubberneck? Mm. That's mm. one type of neighbor. Some pros that, and cons. You could actually call them the neighborhood trooper as well. They know everything that's going on. Mm. You can stop. I'd like to find that person before I move again. 
You mean just, into a new neighborhood? Yes, yeah, just and, to get the lowdown. Yes, uh, uh, yes. <laughs> what happens at night? Where are the cars parked during the day? What happens on weekends mm-hmm. I, without that one rubberneck? That's neighbor. that's a good point. I I wish I could have. Well, my my subdivision was brand new, so I did, we didn't have that person yet. Uh huh. Um, yes, well, good you could, point. You could get Bridges to ride with you and say, what does this neighborhood tell you? Oh, I could, yeah. I could do that. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. a good plan. You could be a consultant for yep. that. That's an excellent plan. Uh, how about the Bickersons? The ones you can hear yelling at each other inside their house over the backyard wall. That's a tough one. That's a, that's a heartbreaking one. I know. You know, I mean, it just screams domestic violence or, you know, something like that. And you don't want to stick your nose into their business. But at the same time, is somebody at risk? Yeah. 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 That's a a really tough one. And that's very disruptive. That's very disruptive, I think. We uh, have in our neighborhood uh, someone who has a big bird in their backyard that is just always bickering, cawing (laughs) all the time, constantly. And you hear them open the door and say, shut up. It and, helps a lot. And, yeah. And the bird totally ignores them. <laughs> so uh, those that are bickering with their pets. Mm. Uh, I caught myself just yesterday evening. Our, our puppy dragged out two beds I had just bought, put them right on the back door and shredded them. <laughs> and I opened the door and I said with an with an elevated voice tone, Buck! <laughs> you little knucklehead! Don't you know now I've got to throw your bed away and you're back to sleeping I've... on the on the concrete again? <laughs> well, Gary, you didn't say any potty time. words, so that's <laughs> no. good. No, he's pretty good about that. Because you probably are the most likely one to have this scene in your mind as well. Did you just picture Rosie as like Joe Pesci running out in the cabin woods in Alabama shooting off the pistol in the middle of the night at the owl? <laughs> I just like the look of the dog. They go, what? Mm-hmm. From yeah, left right. to right. Well, like, what knew. did I do? He knew. Oh, man. And then we've got the uh, the party animals. Yeah. Uh, that never know when to shut her down. Right. Uh, that is a particularly pro- big problem as the VRBO industry continues to grow. So we'll come back talking about neighbor types. And we're also going to get in this next segment talking with Miss Bridges Connor about... Let's get organized. I know you brought some tips today to help everybody. You can join the conversation. Lines are open now. 1-888-767-4348. Oh, yeah. That's the party animals. When I listen to country, so do the neighbors in the middle of the night. Hey, that reminds me. Jennifer picked out a great movie she watched. Uh, we watched in the living room last night the um, uh, uh, documentary of Cody Johnson. Johnson, Dear Rodeo. That was a good documentary. Yeah, great that was show. really a good one. We're here talking like we always are every Saturday morning. You can rely on us to be here every Saturday morning. To talk about your two favorite topics, you and your home. If you've got any question, we have an open line now, one 767 And we're here this Saturday morning talking about 
Get Organized, because January is Get Organized Month. That would be Go Month. And um, so I'm going to give Bridges uh, contact information right up front, because if you have a project you're thinking about and you're holding out, what's her information? I want to give that out. So Bridges, why don't you give your website and phone number? Okay, super. Thank you. So my website address is Get Organized with Bridges, and that's B-R-I-D-G-E-S. I I say London Bridges because people... (laughs) So it's getorganizedwithbridges.com, and uh, you can go through my website, and I will receive an email, and um, I will, you know, give you a call back. Um, Or my phone number, feel free to call me, is 480-297-7355. There's no shortage of things that Bridges can help you with. And I want to first thank you uh, since you were last here. It looks like Jennifer and I are in the, on the horizon of moving. Now, we haven't moved in 40 years. Oh, boy. But, but it's coming up. So after our last visit, I thought, you know, I probably ought to start decluttering some of my little workspaces. And he needed to hear it from someplace else. Since you were right. last year, I want you to know I threw away one <laughs> coffee can of rusty <laughs> Washers, bolts, and screws. He's actually well, you're on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> you be careful. Well, I'm going I'm to so hire I, bridges. I that. picked up a client, um, saw my coupon in your calendar. Okay. She's lived at her house for 50 years, and she's now dating. She's in her mid-70s, and they've decided to spend their um, money traveling, but she wants to downsize, and so it's... She has lived there 50 years. So I proposed, I said, you know, Betty, um, I suggest that you be thinking about what you want to pick up and move and get settled. And then we're going to come in and declutter, pull everything out. And she's also very eligible for an estate sale. So we're doing it very, very differently. And she is so relieved. It would be a couple years trying to get her purged, you know. So, anyways, that was a great solution. I'm one coffee can of rusty bolts closer to being organized with bridges. I'm sorry, Jennifer. So, (laughs) me too. There's your branding line for the website there, Bridges. (laughs) This is probably going to sound like a really silly question, but you said she's really close to an estate sale. I always thought that meant somebody had passed away, but you don't. Well, I feel because I never wanted to go to one because I felt like a dirty, like yeah, like yours, yeah, (laughs) like like a like a vulture. All right, I'm just circling and waiting. (laughs) Yeah, no. So it's got to be the house has to be empty. She owns the house; it's paid in full. She's got you know three weeks to spare for us to get everything done, and then for um, I use Jody Rogers with um, from the attic, and then she comes in. Um, boutiques it out, brings in tables, tablecloths, does the marketing. She does the private estate sales, and boom, two weeks, one week for us to get you know clean everything up. But yeah, well, it's kudos a great to her solution for starting soon. We found ourselves in a very different kind of situation where everything was urgent, and we you came in and, and brought your girls in, and they just did an amazing job. Um, very patient with the homeowner, you know, who was grieving and had. It was really hard to make decisions, but got us through that. And then also in the resettlement, you know, downsizing and then getting rid of stuff. We didn't do the estate sale, but you had some place they could mm-hmm. um, that we sold it the the extra two. So yeah, it's just amazing to have someone come alongside you. And the really wonderful thing about it is you're not emotionally attached. 
So the people who are in the home are very emotionally attached, so you can help offer an objective. For a mother-daughter to do that or, you know, husband-wife and you're arguing over, this is so special to me, but you can help bring that objectivity. Yeah, sometimes I have to put, you know, the spouses in separate corners (laughs) and talk to them both. (laughs) But, um, yeah, we do a lot of hand-holding and... um, you know, because everybody makes decisions differently, yeah. and there's there's no right or wrong. Mm-hmm. So. so you're kind of a counselor, too. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. I mean, I've been doing this 12 years now, so really, um, I think in those 12 years, just like, you know, you guys over the years, you get amazing resources and people that you refer, and... Um, you know, I bring a lot to the table. Yeah, I have a lot of confidence in, in when someone asks for this, you know, letting them know that you're a partner and, and how well you guys handle the really hard situations. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it's fun, you know, but sometimes it's trying. So mm-hmm. thank you for that. Um, and in the context of neighbors, we're kind of talking about um, how to deal with, you know, difficult neighbors. Um, we always don't have a lot of choice in that. You know, we've talked about, you know, if you have a neighbor that's hoarding, you know, um, not a lot you can do till they're ready. Mm-hmm. But if I don't want to be a difficult neighbor, <laughs> right, I want to keep in my own lanes. So we kind of talk through some things that we can do to keep our ourselves in a good place for being organized. Well, I mean, I, I think organization, um, you know, starts at the, you know, curb appeal, mm-hmm. starts at the front yard. And if it's, you know, picked up and manicured and um, tasteful, then I think, you expect to see that throughout the house. And, you know, we had talked yesterday about, you know, what happens when you go in the house. And you had mentioned that you have some kids and grandkids and, you know, they live in a cold area and they come in and jackets and, you know, snow boots and mittens and everything just get, you know, piled at the front door. Well, you know, there's got to be a system. There's got to be a process. You know, do they need to come in? Can they come in through the laundry room? Is there a mud room? I mean, they might have to jerry-rig, a, you know, a mud station to be able to house that. Otherwise, you walk in and and the kids and everybody is just used to dropping everything at the at the at the front door, and you know that's not going to work in the long run. Yeah, everybody has busy lives, even though we're not ones that have to fight the cold and all the jackets most of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of activities, mm-hmm. school books, paper. paper. Oh my gosh, how do you manage all that paper? So that there's got to be a landing. There's got to be a landing station. Um, so whether you, uh, because we talked about this also, my kitchen countertop is my kitchen countertop. It is not for everybody to dump things on my kitchen countertop. I have a landing. <coughs> I didn't ask her to say that. <coughs> oh, I didn't. It's, ask I her. said it's my kitchen <laughs> countertop. <laughs> Rosie loves the corner. Of my and I'm kitchen. very possessive over that. But I create a staging area so if my boys come over, they can put their keys on the little table, or I stage it as I go out. You know, my Yeti cup. If I have a you know, consultation, I have to go to the mailbox, or I've got returns. All of that is staged. So this is a multi-purpose table that I set up just for that purpose. So I think it's really important. Every household needs to have that station, Um, whether it's in the laundry room when you come in the door, whether you come in the front door, is there a little table, something off to the side that you can use so that everything doesn't get dumped on the kitchen countertop. Because when I come home at the end of the evening and I'm going to, you know, I want to make dinner, I don't want to have to clean up everybody's stuff first before I start dinner or whatever I'm going to do. 
Now that I teased you, I have to say you are doing a much better job. <laughs> Your pile is smaller. And you know what? I like it better than the alternative. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't have that pile for several months. It was it, very lonesome. Yeah, I like right. your pile. Uh, well, in my own defense, I just don't like walking on carpet with my shoes on. So I either can enter the house mm-hmm. through the garage, mm-hmm. and it's a very generous sized island. It's 11 yeah, feet he's, long. He's not my way. And I'm taking up a one little bitty tiny corner with my briefcase and my notepad and my wallet. and or I have to walk across carpet to my desk. Mm. And so it, it's a it's a a cheap excuse, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I need to just kick my shoes off and walk across the carpet. But I would think that we're talking about different types of neighbors. You've got different types of clients. So you've got the hoarder that uh, there there's the hoarder that just won't let you ever come on their property and that they're not going to change. No. Then you've got the a uh, light went on hoarder mm-hmm. that's saying, I've got to do something. Yes. Uh, but I would say that a lot of your clients are, are kind of like me. Uh, you're hit periodically with a third party level of accountability that says, could you please check your space? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like when I travel, when I was traveling so much, travel was my, my, my ticker. That was my trigger. Okay, before I leave, my desk is going to be cleared. Mm. All the paperwork's going to be filed. I'm going to come back to it clean. Yep. Without my travel requirement being as heavy as it's been the last couple of years, I'm having a harder time holding myself accountable to keeping the top of my desk empty. So why don't you pick a day? Like Fridays are very good days to pick it up. Or, you know, if you're... For me, I tend to work on the weekends just to do just wrap up some loose ends, and then I get my desk ready for the clients that the gals are going to see, and I have things staged so that I, so when I start Monday, it's good to go. So it, pick a day, you know, <laughs> hold yourself accountable. You're going to declare a day, babe. I'm going to think about okay. declaring a day. <laughs> okay, that's a start. That's a start. Yeah. You know, another really good trigger is having company. Yeah, having your neighbors in. Yes, you know. Well, but okay, let's talk about that because I see a ton of rooms, drawers, master closets. When they're going to have company over, they shove it, and they never and they shove it. You know why they shove it? You know the golden rule, right? They shove it and put it somewhere else because. That stuff doesn't have a home uh-huh. or sometimes a purpose. You have, or a purpose. You, you have a little saying about that, like when you pick something up, you know, are you going to, have you ever, are you, when's the last time you used it or, you know, why, why make a place for it if you're not going to use it? Right. Right. Well, that just, that just gets tossed or goodwill or whatever the case may be and always, you know, always keep a little box or something that, so you have, you have a way to release it and let it go. But, you know, I just find, when I go to people's homes, the problem is, is their stuff doesn't have a home. So delayed decisions create the clutter in your life. So, you know, the piles grow, um, you know, lawn, the laundry basket is the home for dirty clothes. A lot of people have a really hard time getting their clothes in the laundry basket. A lot of people have a hard time washing their clothes and putting them away. 
Okay, the home is not the bed. <laughs> this or the is couch. the clean pile, and this is the dirty pile. Right, <laughs> right, yeah, right. So your laundry's not done until everything is put away. So people struggle because things don't have a home, and that's where we come in, hit the reset button, we do a big purge, and we create homes so things can get, be put away. So if you use something, put it away, right, and then you can maintain. Status quo and maintain the home. Do you know I hear your your voice in my head every morning when I'm deciding: Am I going to leave those clothes there, or am I going to put them away? <laughs> <laughs> I do, and I, and that you said what I was looking for is that delayed decision thing. You know, I'll put off things and put off things, and then it all ends up is this mountain of of guilt and stuff that's undone. So I mean, that, that goes to every area well, of your life. I mean, ap- ap- Every, every. I really work hard on working ahead of myself and staging things so that if I'm running out the door, I can grab what I need. Um, So anyways, that's what I find. Bridges, your contact information? Um, Phone number six, I'm sorry, 480-297-7355. Who are the people in your neighborhood, in your neighborhood, in your neighborhood? Say, who are the people in your neighborhood, the people that you meet each day? Oh, hi there, little fella. Oh. We've always had good neighbors. I don't know how we've been so blessed, but we've, we've had good neighbors. Yes, we for, have. For compassionate neighbors. Or runaway dogs. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Okay, the, that occasional escapee. But, uh, but it helps to be in the same neighborhood as long as we've been as well. Uh, we're here at Rosie on the House. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we're here to answer any question you might have about your house, home, castle, or cabin. We're talking this month about being a good neighbor. And I want to thank all of you who have reached out and given us feedback on the topic. Uh, it seems like uh, it was very Greatly appreciated, and I don't know how any of you used it uh, or distributed it around the neighborhood or what, but uh, thanks for the feedback. We're here with Bridges Connor with Get Organized with Bridges, talking about Get Organized Month, Go Month. You know, we think of Phoenix as a young town, but there are people who have lived in the same home for a long time, and neighborhoods get older, and then the people get older, and then they've had these years and years in the same place, and they need to get for whatever reason, they need to change. And it's a ton of work. And the older you are, the more work it is. Mm-hmm. And um, so I I wanted to tell you the way I met Bridges was through a women's networking group. And um, we took turns talking about our business. And so when the time came that I needed that for my family, I thought, oh, call Bridges. And, you know, I, I knew about you, but I had never really experienced mm-hmm. what it was like. And I, um, so Bridges came in, and it was a situation where the, um, one of the spouses was hospitalized and then had to go to a home. And we had this big home full of stuff from 30 years, needed to downsize, move across town, and reestablish. And, and in that, you know, a traumatized spouse, um, lots to deal with, you know, just so overwhelming, Bridges. And you guys made it really easy. So just kind of share with people the different scenarios where they might find that, you know, in that aging of place part of life that, life worth living, how you can help someone facilitate someone in going to that next step. Oh, absolutely. I see it in all shapes and forms. Sometimes I get a phone call from 
um, you know, sons and daughters that live out of state and their parents need to get downsized. They need to go to assisted living. They've been living there for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. They don't have the time to get off of work and come and deal with it. So, you know, fortunately with 12 years and, you know, getting plugged in and loving what I do every single day, I've got a lot of great resources. So I've got, you know, people, senior placement people that can help research places and go and interview them. I've got accredited senior um, realtors that work with realtors, you know, that work with clients in, you know, the elderly population. You know, do they want to age in place? I've got somebody that can remodel if they want to stay where they're where they're staying um, and minimize any trip hazard minimize any stairs you know make the bath bathrooms and showers you know um, regulation um, and um, you know we help the clients purge we help them pack I can I yes well I I have to imagine um, in your role um, not only with all your organizational skills but you've got to have a heart about the size of Texas because I think as it happened in our own family, sometimes the phone call you get is being driven by a traumatic event that uh, the client to be is under a high state of anxiety. They may be suffering from a little bit of analysis paralysis, don't know the next thing to do. And it's have kind of hit a, a real plateau of getting anything done. Analysis paralysis is 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 perfect because they they're and they're paralyzed. They are. They're that they're they're you know the sons and daughters are paralyzed. They're paralyzed, and you know I'm able to come in and really get the ball rolling, provide a lot of um, resources, and get that ball going quickly, efficiently. And, you know, I warn my clients that they're going to have fun while they do mm-hmm. it because that's just part of the, that's just Good. the way we roll. <laughs> um, so, Bridges, let's go ahead and give out your information one more time. And you work all through the Valley. All, yes. Uh, uh-huh. Metro and beyond a little bit. A you little bit. Mesa. And yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I have you. ladies all over the Valley, so I okay. can pretty much cover just about anything. Yeah, I see Cave Creek and Carefree, Phoenix, mm-hmm. Goss, Doug, Glendale, Peoria, Mesa. So you can, if you're listening, you know, a good chance that Bridges could help you. You also have a, um, you're a member of NAPO. And NAPO. so they would be able to, you would be able to help find someone if it was outside of your oh, reach, absolutely. Tucson or whatever. A- absolutely. Yeah. So Ab- give us your website and phone number one more time. Uh, GetOrganizedWithBridges.com. And my phone number is 480-297-7355. And how do they get that wonderful newsletter that I get? How do you get that? Um, Actually, if you go through my website, it will require you to enter your email address. And so then you will automatically get my uh, monthly newsletter. Great way to keep little tips on how to organize. Yes. Get your questions ready for Rosie next hour, right here at Rosie on the House.